everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Florence Bremer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners, and we discuss time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 22 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life, and this podcast discusses that. I have a couple topics today. I'm going to give a little bit of a Thanksgiving update, and I'm also going to do my annual holiday gift-giving guide some tips on gifts that you can give um, that may make your holiday shopping experience a little bit easier. So Thanksgiving was the weekend before last. And I got to tell you, like I love Thanksgiving weekend. It's just so great. I mean, can we always have a, f- a four-day weekend? Um, but the crazy thing is I felt I had all this time, you know, um, I worked on Wednesday, but I cut out of the office early because I still had Thanksgiving errands to do. There's an Italian bakery that's nearby that um, I picked up some stuff for. It's called Romanelli's. It's like 30 minutes from my house, but it's amazing. The people who run it, I, I think they're New Yorkers and just very friendly and like really good um, pastries and Italian cookies, and they have a big deli, and you can get deli trays and cheeses, and you can just sit down and get a sandwich. And I got um, some cookies and some cannolis, you know, some desserts for Thanksgiving, and then I sat down with an eggplant Parmesan sandwich. I brought my grandson Adam and my daughter Lily, and they split something. I can't even remember what it was now, but they had a little bit of something and we sat in the restaurant and um, it's like a, calling it a restaurant, but use the term loosely and really like some tables next to the deli and just had this amazing sandwich. Uh, (coughs) Oh, excuse me. So I had a bunch of other stuff to do, just getting ready for the next day. Lots of cleaning, um, oh, I went to um, Fry's and went kind of late night. Oh, I think I did that. Not Wednesday, but Tuesday night. And loaded my cart with just Thanksgiving stuff. In cases of soda, a case of water, lots of relish tray stuff. Found some really good stuff, like some uh, dilled Brussels sprouts. Excuse me one second. <coughs> Mm, a little bit of a tickle. Um, baby corn, okra, just really good things. Fancy pickles and uh, stuff to put together. There's a really nice relish tray. Uh, so Thanksgiving went off great. Um, we did like a, I think we, oh my gosh, when did we do it? A 4 p.m., I think. I was going to do it a little bit early. Like Thanksgiving is that weird day of the year where you end up eating dinner at like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. And I was going to do that because it's nice to be done early. But I had some family members who have 
two Thanksgivings, and they were already having early Thanksgivings, so I did mine a little bit later. We had just a, a good night of, um, you know, really good food. I was exhausted, like exhausted head to toe, and I had help. My sister-in-law was an amazing helper. She made the real turkey. I made the tofurkey turkey roasts. Um, she made the stuffing. She makes a vegan one for my side of the family, and then she makes one with the turkey juices. She also made regular gravy. I made the vegan gravy, and she did another dish as well. She did the mashed potatoes, and it was delicious. And then my daughter did a bunch of stuff. She did a charcuterie board that was super fancy and super beautiful. And on Tuesday night is when we bought all the stuff at Fry's, and it just looked so great. We had some jams on it and um, just fancy pickles, and it just was really nice. She, she We had a vegan charcuterie board, and then we did one that had real meats on it. And then there was vegan cheese and regular cheese on the two charcuterie boards too. And it just turned out nice. And, you know, piles of dishes and bag after bag of garbage. I felt so guilty for the environment. It was probably four bags of garbage from that dinner. Just over and over. We put on a pot of coffee um, after dinner and had great desserts. I had bought some uh, just at the grocery store and then the Italian bakery stuff. And a, one of the huge pumpkin pies from Costco. If you have, if you are ever buying a pumpkin pie, buy the Costco pumpkin pie. It is $6. It's huge. And every year I buy my husband, it's called a practice pie. So I buy two of the pumpkin pies from Costco, one that he eats in the days before Thanksgiving, and I write on it, practice pie. The other one I write on, do not eat for Thanksgiving. And you would think my husband would weigh a thousand pounds if he's eating a whole pie a few days before Thanksgiving, but he doesn't. He just is able to, I don't know, he's able to pack it away. He must have a pretty high metabolism. I have like the tiniest sliver of pumpkin pie in the world at Thanksgiving. But it was great. It was just really, really nice. And then the next day, I went to the office for a bit. And then that evening, I saw The Eternals, which I'll give a little movie review for at the end of the podcast. And I also um, took the kids to um, Castles and Coasters on... You know what? I'm messing up the two days. It was Castles and Coasters on Friday, which is a mini theme park in Phoenix, about a half an hour from my house. Not great, you know, but nice enough. We would probably go there every several years. And I had some passes that I got at a silent auction. So I took my youngest daughter and my nephew so they could go on rides. And then my daughter and uh, the one who has my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, I had some passes for mini golf at Castles and Coasters. And they have the most charming mini golf courses. It's four different paths that you can golf, and you can do them all if you want, if you don't hit the ball through at the end, or just one of them. 
And um, we had this brilliant idea, we're going to take him. And we had him out of the stroller. And in about two seconds, we realized that was done. He was running all over. So we thought, well, we just wheel him around. But there was stairs all over this golf course. So we were picking up the stroller and carrying it. And it just ended up not working out. We kind of had to walk backwards through the thing. <laughs> and I don't know. We tried to have a good time. And uh, her and I, my daughter and, and the little boy, my grandson, went and grabbed something to eat. The kids went on some more rides and we picked them up and went home. And although immediately I had to turn around because we were pulling up to the exit for our house and I asked my daughter if she had her car keys. We were driving my car and she goes, I don't have my car keys. And she goes, I don't have my purse. I don't have my wallet. I don't have my phone. She goes, I left it all at the restaurant. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Like, how could you leave your bag at the restaurant with everything? So we turned right around. She was calling the restaurant. They weren't answering. They finally answered. They said they had the bag. We picked it up. And then um, I just went home and I think basically went to bed. And then on Saturday, I took my youngest daughter, my nephew, and my daughter's friend to go see the Eternals. And that was another later night out. And Sunday, I relaxed somewhat. And then that's it. Like the weekend's over, just over that quick. I don't know how people travel on a holiday weekend because it's like as soon as you leave, it's it's over. But it was enjoyable. I really, really liked it. The week afterwards was hard. Just everyone was raring to go. My phone rang all the way through Friday afternoon. I still have calls to return. I just ran. I ran out of light. I ran out of daylight to be able to return calls, to return emails. And to top it off on Thursday evening, like so right after Thanksgiving, my littlest grandson, you know, he, he got sick in the middle of the night. He was throwing up. But he's he eats like a machine, like two fists, whatever he's eating. And he had two Thanksgivings and he really indulged. And my daughter figured it was um, that, that he just overate. Except on Sunday, her and my other daughter, they were throwing up. And um, so Sunday, I was a lot of helping my daughter with her baby. You know, I took him on a three different walks, fed him lunch, um, spent as much time with him as I could and so she could rest. And then um, a couple days later, then my middle daughter got it and my other grandson. And it's like, it was like a six to 12 hour period where you were sick, like sick, sick, you know, physically sick. And then about another 24 hours of just meh like ugh, blah like you had no appetite your stomach hurt you felt very acidy just gross you know that gross gross stomach flu and I went the whole week and did not have it and I thought could this really pass me by because I have gotten everything in the last year ever since the littlest one has been going to daycare he comes home with it and I for sure get it, including COVID. That's how I got COVID too. 
So, um, when I had COVID in September, so this time around, I'm like, maybe I didn't get it. And I had a jam packed week. Like I am talking, um, all day meetings. And the craziest thing was it was going to be busier. I had a two day trial scheduled that was in person in court on Tuesday and Wednesday, and it settled the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I felt like throwing a party, setting off fireworks, like I was so happy. It just really, really cleared up my week. And then that following, you know, the week after Thanksgiving too. So I had that happen. And like I said, the phone rang off the hook, just so busy. Emails coming in, like flooding in. I've, I've had to do email messages a few days where I just had to say, please be patient. I am in meetings all day. I'm trying to get to you. If you're, if you're having an emergency, call the office, but I'm not available. And then my daughter who's in high school, she had a recital for her high school for a dance class. So instead of just having like one night making it easy. Instead, it has to be this big, huge deal. So Wednesday night, she has rehearsal, you know, she has it from like four to about nine. And then Thursday, Friday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, she has rehearsal. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, she has a recital from she has to get there at five, she gets done about nine, three days in a row. Thursday night, I received an award where I, my husband and I had to go into the city. And um, while we were there, um, I said, why don't we go get, you know, some dinner on the way back. And there was this restaurant I wanted to try called Christo's. It's in Glendale, like old time Italian restaurant, probably more Northern Italian and great bread, you know, and, um, they had a vegetable soup and I asked about the base and of course it was chicken stock, which we don't eat. So we can enter the soup, a really delicious salad that came with the meal, but very, very limited options for Italians. I'm sorry for Italians, for vegetarians. Um, there was a menu where you could have beef choices, chicken choices, uh, lots of seafood appetizers that had meat in it, but very, very limited choices for vegetarian, which is kind of unusual for an Italian restaurant. You usually have like a nice handful of choices. So we had fried mozzarella, and then I just had an angel hair with their pomodoro sauce, and my husband had the penny with the pomodoro sauce. And on the way home, I felt like exhausted, like so beat down exhausted. And the whole week I had, I had felt good. I remember in the beginning of the week, I felt like a little bit of queasiness and it went away. And so I thought, well, maybe that was my way of catching the stomach flu, like a little bit of queasiness in it. It's passing me by. And then I wake up around midnight between Thursday and Friday and there it is. I'm, I'm sick. And I just felt like kicking a hole in the wall. I'm like, here I am again. You know, this is the fourth stomach flu that I've gotten this year. I did not have a stomach flu for 
years and years and um, was sick, you know, till dawn. And I had afternoon median, meetings. So I had my husband. I'm like, oh, my God, can you please bring Maggie to school? He's like, of course. He brings Maggie to school. I go back to sleep for a few hours. I wake up and I feel kind of okay. But I get up and start moving around and just feel like, ugh, like nauseated, just like not great. But I, um, you know, chewed some gum, like mint is always, you know, very helpful. Drank a little seven up, showered, just like washed off, like all the like flop sweat off of me. I'm sorry, like this is probably so gross, but just kind of <laughs> giving you an update from the last week. And um, got dressed and, and went to the office. And I had uh, three meetings, one canceled, the last one of the day. And I was overjoyed because I could just feel like my eyes were closing. And then um, had um, two meetings and um, actually four, but my staff covered two of them. And then I had one where my staff... The third one, my staff like did most of it. I like stepped in and then a final one where I had to handle it. And um, then after that, I just pretty much had to go home and I went home and I took a nap. And the week before I had scheduled a movie night, I had rented out a theater for Friday night and had invited everyone and everyone had said yes. So I went home and I napped for a little bit. Like at this point, I was just exhausted like it just exhausted from being up all night but but felt okay you know just tired and I slept for about another hour and just really felt fine went to I, I still had no appetite went to the movies had a sprite you know that's about the only thing that I could even bear to think about just had no appetite for anything I did have I think I had a handful of popcorn and uh, watched the movies watched Ghostbusters which I'll do a review review of and then went home and and went to sleep and had been fine I just needed to rest at that point um, so on Saturday uh, so this is the Saturday after Thanksgiving um, just did a lot of stuff around the house a lot of stuff to take care of needed to go into the office, just so much stuff going on in terms of um, just getting organized after having such a hectic week, brought some work home. Um, I'm going on a trip in the next couple of days with my husband, so have to make arrangements. You know, my daughter will, all my daughters will be here. I mean, two are adults, they take care of themselves, but for the younger one to make sure that the other two are taking care of her. And that she's all set for school and dance and all of that. So that was uh, Thanksgiving and the week afterwards. So remember, enjoy this time. But also relax. Drink a lot of water. Sleep. Um, usually on weekends, on Saturday morning, I get up and I take my grandsons for a nice long walk. Anywhere between two and a half to five miles, depending on how hot it is and their temperament. I couldn't do it this weekend. I was just too exhausted. But I let myself 
sleep till it was time to get up. On Saturday, I actually slept till 8.30, which I don't know when the last time I slept till 8.30 was. It felt to me like a bit of a waste of a day. Like I'm always kind of bummed out on that. And then on Sunday, I got up at 7, but just kind of uh, petered around, you know, like took my time getting up, that sort of thing, um, and thought I can get my walk on during well, I'm in New Orleans, and there's always next weekend to take them for a walk. Smile a lot. And um, also schedule low stress activities. This weekend too, um, on Saturday night, I had my uncle and my aunt over for dinner. I have not seen them in forever, forever. They live in Mesa. It's not far, far, but like a little bit over an hour. So too far to like see each other kind of regularly and then put COVID into it. And they have a giant family. Like my uncle and aunt have five kids who have lots more kids. And my uncle and aunt have great grandchildren. These are my, this is my dad's brother and my dad's sister-in-law. And I've been in my house for almost two years. They've never seen it. So I invited them out. They came over. I still was tired. So I just ordered pizza. And all week I had been stressing, like, what am I going to make? And I have to like prepare recipes and make it fancy and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, I just decided I am going to just order pizza. And I did more than that. I also invited over my brother who brought um, his kids and his kids' significant others and my brother's significant others. So a nice big group. So I asked my brother to pick up cheese and crackers. So my brother provided that. I still had a ton of relish tray stuff from Thanksgiving that I had never opened because I'd overbought because everything looked so good <laughs> the evening that I was shopping. So I still had like some fancy pickles and olives and I put those out. So that was the next thing. I also bought um, from Oprah's holiday gift giving guide this year in her magazine. She talked about these um, Belgian waffles from Eastern Provisions is the name of the company. And they also have pretzel bites. And on Black Friday, their holiday gift boxes were half off. So I bought some of these pretzel bites, but didn't eat them right away, so I froze them. So I made those really quick, and I had a nacho cheese sauce, so I put that. And then I made like a little mustard dip with honey mustard, stone ground mustard, um, another mustard. That I had a little Dijon and just kind of mixed it up. And then I did a regular yellow mustard with it too. And the pretzel bites went like within one second, like they went so quick. And I went right before my aunt and uncle got there. I went back to Romanelli's, picked up cannoli, um, Napoleon's, um, tiramisu, and they have the most just delightful Italian cookies, like with the kind of cookies that you eat with coffee that are just so delicious. I put on a pot of coffee. I had some soda, I had some water, like that's it. Like that was my party and everyone had a great time. It just was easy and it was cleaning up pizza boxes at the end, not a ton of dishes. 
So much more fun than if I would have had this formal dinner that I had been anticipating for the last couple of weeks. So those are just some really quick holiday tips. Oh, and so just some more excitement. Um, I booked a theater for December 18th to go see Spider-Man with my friends and family, the new Spider-Man. Like, I'm so excited. I've been seeing the preview. I'm like so hyped for this. We were all so hyped for it. And when we saw Ghostbusters, they played the Spider-Man preview. And the next morning, I thought, I'm going to book um, Spider-Man, you know? And I don't know why I thought to do it now. I was I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, you know, with Christmas, probably lots of people are going to be doing this. Everything was sold out, like everything. And then I found one theater that is sort of in between my East Valley people and us that had a six o'clock showing on one day. And so I booked it and started just sending out uh, texts for people so we can all go see it together. And it's one of those theaters that you can dine in so people can order food as well. So I think it will be really fun, like a nice uh, low stress activity, like the right the week before Christmas. So these are just some quick tips. I also have my annual holiday gift giving guide. I have some ideas for some holiday gifts that you can give and they can even be stuff for yourself. I always find that during the holidays, I end up treating myself on some certain things. Number one, this really isn't a a gift that you can buy, but whatever you're looking at, look for coupons. There's so much out there in terms of deals where it's you buy something, you get something free. You buy something, you get a percentage off. Um, You buy something and you get a gift card. All sorts of things like that, that is very helpful to stretching your dollar during the holidays. Also, you know, a lot of places that you shop at may have like a loyalty type program that can help you. I do a lot of shopping at Macy's. And Macy's, I guess, can be considered, you know, a a more higher end department store. But really, like if you look at their prices and their sales and the deals that you can get, it's you can get prices like very similar to Walmart and Target. On uh, they have a great return policy, a free return policy. Um, if you like, like say Coach purses or Michael Kors, they'll have deals on those. They have coupons the whole year, and if you are a Macy's member, you earn ten dollars. Like every so much you spend, it's probably a hundred dollars, and so all the time, and it's really easy to do. Um, I know Kohl's kind of has a program like that with Kohl's Cash, but with the Macy's, it's just loaded right onto the website. You can apply it to your balance when you're checking out and very, very easy. So any place that you like to shop at, look for loyalty things. White House Black Market, I like to buy clothes from, and they always have like big percentages off and sometimes like a You buy something and you get something free with it. Just very, very good deals out there if you're looking. Another thing I like to get people is experiences. 
I had the feeling this year that everyone has everything they need. Everyone has plenty of clothes. They have shoes. They have socks. They, you know, there's nothing really that they need. But what about something that's like a little treat for them or something they can do? Massages are like one of my favorite things to give, uh, to get someone a gift certificate to them for a massage. I like to do like for people who are uh, like self-employed masseuses, because not only do they have their own business, but really their prices are generally better or are always better than like a spa or even like an elements massage or a hand in stone. And I have just had such luck with the people who are self-employed where they're just great at what they do. You know, they have like a a specific clientele. They have clientele that comes back to them month after month and they do a great job. So, um, you know, send them some business and, and give your loved ones a massage. Other things that I like are things like, um, you know, maybe like a theme park, um, trip one year for my brother and my nephew, I took them to Universal Studios several months later, like in the card I wrote, hey, we're going to go to a trip in June. Um, Here are the dates. And um, I'm so excited, you know, and then I paid for the hotel and paid for the theme park tickets. And it was just a great trip, like one that we remember over and over again. One of my most successful um, experience presence was I gave my oldest daughters tickets to Miley Cyrus one year and they lost their minds like cried like wept (laughs) with joy and that was um, a really fun night for them other things um, I like to give are memberships like a membership to the zoo it gives someone something to do all year long or the botanical gardens or maybe the children's museum things like that There's also so many subscriptions out there for different foods that you can't even begin to fathom how much there is. I know there's the joke from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where Clark gets the Jelly of the Month Club from his boss when he's expecting a Christmas bonus and his cousin says to him, Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving and I've always kind of thought of that for like those membership clubs, but you know, something like a wine club or, um, I mean, you, you name it, they're out there. Um, my my aunt was just telling me about another one and it's like completely, oh, a flower club where a, a bouquet was delivered to her every month from a different place for like three months. And it just was fresh flowers every month for those months. And and there was just something she really delighted in. Um, Other things are streaming services. Disney Plus, and just because I re-signed up for it, is $79.99 a year. That is a huge gift of entertainment to someone. I've been flipping through Disney Plus all day because I was sitting around with my grandson and I was trying to find some Christmas programs for him. He's at that age right now where he's kind of watching the same videos over and over again, trying to get him interested in some more things. So I put on like the Muppets Christmas Carol and 
some other Disney Christmas things, trying to get them interested. But at $79.99, like for Disney, you have all the Marvel movies, you have um, The Simpsons, you have all the Star Wars, and then the whole Disney, like the all the great Disney stuff, and then like the Disney stuff that's not so great, but still you love to watch it. And that's not the only one you can do. You know, there's the Criterion Channel, which has the classic movies. You can do, you know, Hulu or Netflix. There's any of them, you know, any of them. And there's other ones that are like not so expensive, like Discovery Plus, um, Peacock, I think is a really good one. Peacock has a lot of different choices on it that are very fun. So, um, and I don't know that everyone is out there getting it. Like, you know, probably everyone has Netflix and everyone has Hulu, but to have something like, you know, Peacock or, um, Paramount Plus might be another one for you to look at if you're looking for a streaming service to give someone as a gift. I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know if this works for everyone, but I still love the gift of, magazines, you know, something that comes every month. My, um, I've given magazine subscription gifts before and people have liked them. And I remember one year, my associate Tanya, who, um, has worked with me forever. She had mentioned that her sister-in-law bought her a subscription to us weekly for a year. And she said that was the greatest gift for me. Just like, a mindless magazine that she could get once a week and just catch up on gossips, gossip and little movie reviews and fashion tips. And it just kept coming the whole year. So it was, she felt that was a very, very good gift for her. I know when you look at things like housewares, it can be like a little bit overwhelming. And if you're thinking of getting someone something like that, and there's so many different products out there and different um, styles. And the cost of these things can be very high. Like for instance, if you go Williams-Sonoma or something like that can be very expensive. But if you're wanting to get something that's more house-centric, but you don't want to break the bank, and if they want to return it, it's an easy return, look at Pioneer Woman anything at Walmart. So we all know who Pioneer Woman is. She is um, Ree Drummond. She has, you know, the Pioneer Woman cooking show. And at Walmart, she has her products, everything. And they're very tasteful. They're always floral. My daughters have purchased a couple for me. And I don't have a country kitchen. I don't have floral anything but they've gotten me a few pieces um like a um a pitcher that I keep my utensils in the you know like my stovetop utensils and it just is kind of like a little bright thing on my darker counter you know with a little it's a lot of uh like reds and blues um in the in the coloring of of what she does and uh, they got me a knife set and it's in a really pretty a wooden block that has some flowers on it that are like very tasteful, not like these garish flowers. So if you're wanting to get someone just like a little bit of something like, you know, for their house, and it's it's any price point you can imagine, like from a couple of dollars, um, 
dish towels, a spoon rest, like you name it, like all of that is part of it. And then more expensive things like a fryer, like an air fryer, but not the price of an air fryer that you might get on Amazon. I think her Pioneer Woman air fryer during Black Friday was like 25 bucks. So definitely something to look into if you're wanting to get something um, house centric for someone in your life. Another suggestion that I have is if you want to get something, someone something luxurious, but like from a luxury brand, but of course you don't want to spend, you know, a thousand dollars, two thousand, three more, you know, there are products that you can get from all the luxury brands that are way less expensive than their cheapest purse, for instance, or a pair of shoes, but can be like a token for that person in your life who likes, you know, some of the designer stuff. Like for instance, me, (laughs) if you want to send something my way, I'm just teasing. But a lot of times, like if you go on, say Gucci or Louis Vuitton or Hermes or Prada, you can get little houseware things or little desk things. Um, For instance, Hermes has nail polish. They just came out with nail polish for $45. I, there was one that I wanted to get um, for one of my daughters and I put it in the cart and went back to it one day later and it was sold out because it was the classic Hermes orange. Like I should have been smarter, but you know, an Hermes Birkin is $20,000. A bottle of nail polish in a beautiful box is $45. Um, You can get from Louis Vuitton, you can get pencil cases, coin purses, those are getting a little bit more expensive, you know, now you're now you're talking about in the couple of hundreds. But for for another thing Hermes has is they have their notepads, they're like $50. They get wrapped in a beautiful box with a beautiful ribbon. Uh, There's candles, a lot of these um, companies have candles that are a lesser price point than their more luxury items. A perfume, is always perfume or cologne. If you're wanting to give someone uh, something on the from a luxury brand, that might be like in the hundred to hundred and fifty dollar range. And their scents are usually really really nice. And a lot of times I found like if you go into the store, you can get some of the like if you buy something for someone, you can get a couple of samples that you can keep for yourself or pass it on to them as part of their gift as well. All right, uh, what else? This one is a tip that is from that my kids do every year. They go to the dollar store and they carefully comb the dollar store and they look for those items that anywhere else might be 10 or 15 dollars. And they get a couple of things and they arrange it artfully in a little mesh bag or a little basket. And it just looks like the most delightful gift. And it's nice because they've kind of looked for products that the dollar store must have gotten a hold of on some sort of 
consignment or overstock or something and are able to put together something nice. It's a lot of things like bath products, sometimes a crossword puzzle book, things like that. Um, Another gift idea I'll give you is Etsy. So sometimes you just are looking for a gift for someone who they they really have everything they need, but maybe there's something they really like, like for instance, scary movies. On Etsy, you can get whatever type of scary movie, whatever thing you want, like different t-shirts. Um, one thing I when you, you know, obviously everyone's heard me mention the film vault before, and I've been on that podcast, but they did their gift giving guide uh, last week, the week before, and they talked about these little video cassette magnets that were for sale on Etsy that were little horror movie ones. And of course, we don't want big videotapes laying around anymore, but to have that nostalgia of the little videotape uh, refrigerator magnet, I thought was a really nice idea. And then I was, you know, clicking through when I was looking at the the products that they had uh, recommended on Etsy. And I was just kind of clicking through Etsy, like you name it, they got it like earrings for different movies, earrings that say say different sayings. If you have a friend that loves coffee, you're going to find thousands of coffee related fun items on Etsy. And maybe not, um, you know, if you're just looking for something kind of like a one time special thing for someone, Etsy is a really good place. I've purchased a couple of things personally from Etsy and for my grandsons. And when I get it from the little stores, the people write you like these very nice little notes. I bought, um, I was looking for a New Orleans shirt uh, several years ago. I wanted something Mardi Gras inspired. And someone was selling one where they made, it had just had little uh, sparkly Mardi Gras um, symbols, you know, like the, the Mardi Gras mask and a fleur-de-lis, things like that. And little sparkles, because I love sparkles too. So it was black and then sparkling on top of it. And um, it was like $25. It, you know, I like this custom shirt. Like I loved it. And then when I got it and opened it, it had a uh, handwritten note in it. So it just was delightful. My grandsons call me Mima instead of Grandma. So most things out there are like Grandma or Nana and... If you go on Etsy, you can find things for whatever it is that you're called as well. <laughs> so I found a onesie for my grandson. It said Mima's boy and had a little dinosaur on it. And again, received a handwritten note. I'm still always a big fan of gift cards. A couple tips on gift cards. You can make it worth your while by how you buy your gift cards. So you can buy them at the grocery store when they're having specials and sometimes you can get like an extra five dollars off the gift card or you can get extra gas points so that's one way to get gift cards also if you go to the place uh, like the restaurant for instance so many other restaurants right now if you buy say 50 or 100 dollars you get a bonus gift card this year on black friday kona grill 
had a special, and they've had it every year for Black Friday. If you buy a $100 gift card, you get a $50 bonus gift card. So $150 for $100. I would say the most common special is you get a $20 bonus card for $100. And that's still good. A tip on the bonus cards is that for the most part, they're not active until the first of the year, and they expire usually in March. So you just have to make sure whether you're keeping them or if you're giving them as a gift that that person knows that there's an expiration date on those. There's not an expiration date on your regular gift card, but on that bonus one there is. Costco is a great place for gift cards. I kind of like buying them at Costco better than I do than getting the bonus gift cards because it's generally a 20% discount. So you pay $80 for $100 worth of gift cards. Your choices are limited, obviously, but in the last year, they've had California Pizza Kitchen. So that's a really nice one to get. They've had sauce, which this may just be local to Arizona. They, it always seems that they have sauce. And every once in a while, the gift cards will have some extra money off. And that becomes even really nice where you can get $70 of gift cards or you can get $100 of gift cards for like $65 or $70. And you don't have to worry about any expiration bonus cards. It's just that's your gift card and that's the amount. So that's always nice. If you're looking something like holiday related, I will always recommend Hallmark. Hallmark has thousands of ornaments every year for everything that you can imagine. And then they will have dated ornaments. So if you have a Star Wars fan, that's a big one. I've seen the Barbie ones before, Harry Potter, like you name it, like, you know, and I know there's a lot of people who have traditions on the Hallmark ornaments where they'll do a Hallmark ornament every year in a certain series. And they just have just nice holiday stuff. A thing that I like for, if you're like, say, buying something for a family, I like a board game. And there's really fun monopolies out there. I just bought for myself the Sopranos Monopoly. I still haven't played it yet. I've had it for about a month, and I've just been too stinking busy to sit down and play a board game. But I opened it one day and like looked at the cards, and it was so much fun. It like the streets were named after different things from the show, and the um, little um, pieces to move around the board were fun shapes. Like I just loved it. And so hopefully during the holiday season, I can finally get down and play this. So if you have someone, say, who loves Friends, you can find like Friends Monopoly. If you have someone who loves The Office, you can, I'm sure you can find an Office Monopoly, but there's also trivia for all of these big TV shows as well. There's also some really fun new board games out there. I just came across one that came up on my Barnes and Noble email. It was called Mind the Gap. And it was a trivia game that had trivia for different generations. So I wasn't really sure. I don't know what the rules are, but there was four piles. It was boomers, Gen X, 
Gen Y, I believe, and millennials. And so it had trivia from all of those different generations. So I think the point is, if you're sitting down in a group of people who are different generations, you have trivia that different groups may know a little bit more and make it like a little bit more competitive and fun. I almost bought it for myself. And I'm like, okay, you, Florence, you haven't even pay, played your Sopranos Monopoly yet. So slow your roll on that. One last final thing that I'll give as um, a possible holiday idea is a candle. And I know that maybe sounds like super cliche and super boring, but I'll tell you why it's not boring. (laughs) There are so many different ideas for candles out there. And a candle can be where you can give something just nice and lovely like a Yankee candle or a Bath and Body Works. Like those are probably my favorite candles in those price points. Uh, You know, great um, scents. And during this time of year, when there's no sunlight, when it just gets, the light comes later and the darkness comes earlier every day and there's just so little daylight, I love burning a candle at night. And so I tend to buy candles in the um, wintertime and especially like when it in that very, very small window where it gets cold in Arizona. I just love to have candles burning. It just feels cozy. And this time of year, there's actual pretty good sales on these items. Bath and Body Works has their annual candle sale where it has the lowest price of the year. To go back to something kind of depressing is that in the past, and I'm just talking a couple a couple of years ago, a short time ago, Bath and Body Works used to do their candle sale, $6.95 a candle. Their candles currently are, I believe, $24 if you pay retail. A lot of times they'll have like six bucks off their candle over the, uh, you know, throughout the year. Um, but for $6.95, like crazy, you know. And then every year for the last couple of years, it's gone up and up. And now this year it was ten twenty-five, still less than half price. Also, if you can, you because they'll let you double up your coupons as well. So if you're on their mailing list, like I had a ten dollars off of forty, so ten dollars off is you know pretty significant. And then they also sent a coupon for a free body product. So I got a free body wash on top of it. And the body wash is like $14. So I bought several candles, used my coupon, got the free body wash. And that was a deal. I noticed Yankee Candle is having um, some very good sales as well. Kind of combining the idea of something more luxury, but at a smaller price point, a lot of the luxury brands have fancy candles. Tom Ford has cancel has cancels has candles. You can get them at Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus is expensive, but if you can get their emails, they will have percentages off of different things, or they will have if you buy a certain amount, then you get a gift card that you can use in the future. 
So a couple different things where you can save money on these items that are a little bit more expensive. Um, they also have, I, I've never in my life bought one of these and I'll have to give like a review on it at some point, but there's a candle called Dippity Q, D-I-P-T-Y-Q-U-E. I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right, but every time I read a fashion magazine, a model, an editor, an actress, a director, like you name it, male, female, they always talk about these candles. Like if they're talking about, oh, I'm relaxing or I'm taking a bath, oh, I put on, I light a dippity hue candle. They burn forever. They smell great. These are the world's greatest candles, but they're like $50 and some are like 70 and some are even a little bit more expensive. So this year, Neiman Marcus had a thing. If you bought a certain amount, you got a gift card. So I bought a couple and um, I'm getting a gift card on top of it. So actually we'll, you know, be able to buy something in the future. So again, just kind of getting someone just that like very nice, like pop of luxury, but also um, not breaking the bank to do this. All right, that's my holiday gift giving guide. Oh, and one last gift giving guide. If you know drinkers, go out there and look at what there is in terms of alcohol. The grocery store has the best deals on wine sets, um, different types of liquor sets with glasses, like you really, really like you name it. If you have a someone who enjoys alcohol, like you can really get them a nice little gift set. Okay, I have a couple of reviews for movies. I finally caught up on some movies. I don't even as I'm like thinking of this, I'm like I don't even know how I did this because. These last two weeks have been a blur, but I must have been, had some time to sit down and watch something. I feel like I've been not sleeping great, so maybe that's part of it. So I have a couple of movies to review for you. One is King Richard. That is the movie where Will Smith it plays the father of Serena and Venus Williams. And how he coached them, I guess is the word, um, sponsored them inspired them to become the tennis players that they are. I I have understood from what I read that it may be a little sugar-coated that he may have not been as charming as Will Smith was, but Serena and Venus produced it. So I don't I got the feeling that it's not super far off. I have the feeling that Will Smith should be nominated for an Oscar. His performance was what made this movie. I cracked up like how he said things and different things that he did in the movie. You just it the this man seems like such a character and Will Smith did a great job with him. And then at the end they had some clips of the real man and you're like, "Okay, Will Smith got it. He got it for sure." There my my complaint about the movie was there was lots of very long scenes of tennis being played. I felt I didn't need that. You know, we know as people in the world that Serena and Venus become very great tennis players. So to see them practicing 
like sort of over and over again. I don't know that I needed that for sure. But it was very interesting to see the hardships. I wasn't aware, like I wasn't aware that they were from Compton and what their dad did to encourage them to get out there and play tennis and how he felt it was their way out of Compton. So very, very uh, inspirational. The little girls who played Serena and Venus were excellent. It was a good movie. A little bit long, which I'll say about most movies out there. During Thanksgiving, as I mentioned, I saw the ex- the externals. The Eternals was really the name of the movie. It was a Marvel movie I wasn't super excited about. I'm like, okay, I haven't heard of this. It doesn't really sound like it's part of the Avengers. I'm not really into the story. And became very into the story. Angelina Jolie was in it, who I really like. But I was like, does she need to be part of the Marvel Universe? I felt I was not into this. And then ended up really, really liking it. On Netflix is a movie called Tick, Tick, Boom. It is about, um, and I totally forgot his name. I think it's Jonathan Peterson. He wrote Rent. And he died the day that Rent was to be previewed. Um, So, and and I'm talking Rent, the Broadway play, not Rent, the movie that came way after. So he never saw the phenomenon that his play became. And before that, he wrote a kind of a one-man show called Tick, Tick, Boom, which was about another show that he tried to get to Broadway, which I I don't think it ever ended up getting to Broadway. But I mean, people have probably produced it since he's died, but it wasn't something that I was familiar with. Not like Rent, of course. And it was just so, so sad, so motivating, um, gave me some energy made me laugh, made me cry. It was his story and Andrew Garfield brought him to life. And then at the end, they showed video of the real man and Andrew Garfield indeed brought him to life. I think another Oscar nomination for Best Actor coming from that movie as as well. And I'll tell you, I wasn't really into it. I, I wasn't into the idea of watching this movie until I started watching it. I thought, well, really, like, the guy who wrote Rent, you know, I understand that he died, and that's very sad, it's very tragic, but, like, what can they do with that story? But it was joyful. Like, it's not a slog. It moves along. There's some, like, really, really cute songs in it. So I recommend it, and it really kind of moved along. A movie that I don't think I will recommend, but watched it more kind of as an experiment. It was when I wasn't feeling well, and I wanted to watch something very quiet. And I was flipping through Amazon Prime, and I saw a movie called Rainy Day in New York, which is one of the last new movies that Woody Allen did. So I was very curious because... If you, um, first of all, if you haven't seen the Woody Allen documentary on HBO, I would recommend watching it because it will, Dylan 
Pharaoh tells her story of how she was abused by Woody Allen. And so you are going to get a, you know, completely different perspective of who this person is. I mean, we've all seen Woody Allen movies and, and Woody Allen interviews, and he comes off as like, like this kind of just dweebish New York intellectual nerd. And, and very potentially he is a monster. So I felt like I was doing this movie as kind of like research. And also like ever since she has told her story, um, I've gone back and like looked at some other Woody Allen movies. He has some stuff in his older movies that are very questionable and not really appropriate about older men and younger women. Like that is a huge focus of his movies. Um, and sometimes like teenagers are, are, and, and it becomes jokes and that's not funny. And so I was curious about this movie. So, and, and like Timothy Chalamet's in it. So he's just this newer, really good actor. I've been loving anything he's in and he, and lately he's been kind of in everything. So I'm like, what's he doing in this movie? And Jude Law's in it and Liev Schreiber and Elle Fanning and, um, Selena Gomez. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put this on. It wasn't good, but I couldn't stop watching it. Timothy Chalamet just plays a version of Woody Allen. So does Jude Law and so does Leif Schreiber. So that was weird. Like, do you need three Woody Allen characters in one movie? Um, Elle Fanning was in the movie and they had her as a, just a complete ditz, like as, like a screwball ditz from the forties. And the movie is supposed to be taking place. It was filmed like three years ago or something. And it's supposed to be taking place in current time period. So it's not like it's taking place in the forties and the Elle Fanning and Timothy Chalamet do not talk like 20 year olds. They talk like Woody Allen. He talks like Woody Allen and makes references like Woody Allen. And she talks like a ditzy Mia Farrow from older movies. So it was just very odd and very dated. <laughs> it felt like, like, okay, at least you could have, said it in a different time period and maybe it wouldn't seem so weird um they had Elle Fanning from be from Arizona and there was lots of dumb jokes about how dumb you would have to be to be from Arizona so maybe I'm taking offense to it I'm not a native to Arizona but I've been here for 22 years and we're, we're not just like complete dum-dums in this state you know it was just a weird movie I like recommend it just almost for research. And it's on Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free and um, no harm done. But I think you'd find it interesting just from that perspective. But I wouldn't call it a good movie. What I would call a very good movie, and I have not stopped singing these songs since I watched it, was Bo Burnham Inside. It was something that I was not watching. It was a special that he did where he was locked up during quarantine. For a long period of time, I was not I was not interested in seeing someone who was locked up during quarantine. 
I had been locked up. I hadn't been traveling. It seemed like something I didn't want to do. So maybe I've had enough distance from it that I was able to get into it. Also, I had tried to watch it several months ago, and it's a series of songs and little skits. And the first song, I was like, meh. And I still am kind of like, meh. Like the first song, like really didn't catch me. But once I got past that song, I mean, there's one called White Woman's Instagram that I practically spit. I laugh so hard. And I don't even, you know, if you if you're really thinking about watching this and you want to have surprises, like fast forward. Like I didn't know what the songs were. There was one FaceTime with my mom that like completely cracked me up. Um, Jeff Bezos part one and two. Maybe this one song called The Internet was my favorite. Um, you, I was, when I started watching it, I had a really bad headache, like this horrible migraine. And then I, my headache cleared up, I think just because I was relaxed from listening to this music and I was just kind of dancing to it, like laying in my bed dancing. And then I went downstairs and I told my daughters, I'm like, I'm watching this and you guys got to start watching it with me. And we put it on and we just laughed and um, had a really nice time. So I recommend it. It's And then my husband came in and he watched it a little bit of it and he was laughing. And then the other night when we were out, I put on the soundtrack for it on Tidal and we were laughing along to the songs again. So um, I recommend it. It's on Netflix too, if I didn't say that already. And then my last review is the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. I have didn't really have an anticipation of what it was. Um, I had seen the previews and was not overly enthused. I was enthused because it was Ghostbusters, but it seemed almost more like a drama. And any jokes that they showed seemed to fall kind of flat. And this is what I would say about this movie. The first half is entertaining enough. Some of the jokes were meh. Some of the setup to how they got where they were at, like I was a little like, okay, this is a little bit too much exposition or they really wouldn't get where they're going by doing this. You know, like the introducing the characters was a little clunky. And then there is this part where uh, Paul Rudd is in a Walmart. And I think this has actually shown up in the previews. And I don't want to blow it, so I'm not going to say much. But it really picked up for me in the second half. Paul Rudd goes into a Walmart. Ghostbusters shenanigans happen. Uh, the little girl who was, I would call her the main character of the movie, and she plays Harold Ramis's granddaughter. She, I felt like, and maybe it was just in my heart or my mind, but I felt like she uh, was almost doing an imitation of him, but not in a skeevy way. She was just, she was being a little girl, but the way that she was just so smart, um, I just picked up on his character that he was in, in Ghostbusters. And she was a delight. And, um, but like I said, like some of the jokes just were, eh. 
And then the second half just really picked up with an ending that really surprised me. Like usually by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like, okay, like ready for it to be over. I know where this is going. And I didn't like how the, how it ended really surprised me and like pleasantly surprised me. And I don't want to say more than that because if I do start to say more, it may give something away. Don't look up any spoilers. There are two end of credit scenes. There's one midway through the credits. There's one at the end. They're worth staying for. And they're, I'm guessing there's potentially going to be a sequel. And um, it was a nice way to honor Ghostbusters. Um, if you go back and you watch the old Ghostbusters, a lot of it doesn't stand up. <laughs> like some of the jokes really do fall flat now. And I, I know I've said this before. I really liked the Ghostbusters that was female led. I thought they did a really good job with that and had some like really, really good surprises in it. This was completely different from that. Like the, the ladies run Ghostbusters was more like, like farce and um, slapstick comedy, but in a really good way. And this was more like subtle comedy and not even like comedy so much where like the original Ghostbusters, I think was more of a comedy. This was comedy within the story, but good. So I recommend it. I saw it with a group of people. We rented out the theater and everyone seemed to like it. So those are my movie reviews. I will be back in two weeks with some more updates and a new topic to talk about. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Patreon. You can find the you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my personal name and under my law office and my website, brummerlaw.com. Be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks guys. Bye-bye.